Hey, everybody, welcome to the return of the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast brought to you by Pioneer Car Electronics. And it's a changing time out there, folks, but it's the same guys here on the podcast. I got myself, Joe, our co-host, Evil Ed, will be joining us a little bit later on. We got E behind um, Mission Control at La Crescenta. Uh, we'll be joined on tonight's podcast by custom builder Jake Moe, uh, who recently became um, the proud papa of a brand new baby girl. We'll talk to Jake a little bit more about that, some other exciting things that are happening in the AV. We're also going to join Eric from Studs Racing. Eric's been hopefully a busy guy during this quarantine. Uh, from what I hear, a lot of folks who are in this mini bike hobby, they're taking advantage of this time now. So they're starting to work on bikes and finishing projects and that father and son project. It's all in motion. So despite these trying times, everything's going to stay the same. I've got Boom Boom helping me out in the backdrop. And I want to welcome you all to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. And it's been a long time. Uh, I was talking to Evil Ed on the phone yesterday, and it's been almost five months since we last did this podcast. So I miss everybody. Uh, it's been a good time for the most part. At least the end of 2019 was a great part. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors again, returning Pioneer Car Electronics, our presenting sponsor. We also have some support by the guys who feed this mini bike machine in the market. Our friends over at uh, GoPowerSports.com and our friends over at Studs Racing. So uh, we look forward to hearing from uh, Eric from Studs on the second half of the show, as we talked about. There's a new promotion here. Uh, as we work within this new world, we've got a new format. Folks will be necessarily sitting next to me throughout the podcast, at least not for the initial two or three months that we go through some of the changes that are happening. but They'll be joining us on screen. They'll pop up in their own little television screen. So this is our first time with that format. And if we have a few challenges, well, just chalk it up to it being the quarantine special. Uh, I wanted to also take a moment before we get too heavy into the show to point out something and someone that has been not only an icon in our industry, but someone that um, was a Superman to many of us in our own eyes. I'm talking about Dave Miller. Uh, Dave Miller, uh, who was the first inductee into Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame, rightfully so, uh, an iconic guy in the motorcycle uh, mini bike world. Uh, those of you who've been to the show, those of you who follow the podcast, you've seen him. You've seen him at the show with his bikes. You've heard him on the podcast. He's a great guy. Well, uh, before the quarantine and the coronavirus, and before the tragic Kobe Bryant helicopter crash, and before a lot of the shitty things that seem to be just happening every morning that you wake up in 2020, and towards the end of 2019, all this shit began when um, I was notified that uh, Dave Miller was going through some substantial health issues, like deadly, uh, life-threatening. And I uh, put up a GoFundMe post that uh, gave some information to those of us who would like to maybe contribute. And I invited you to do that. Uh, I've been keeping up with Dave's GoFundMe uh, page and it looks like he is still being Dave. You know, he's getting through all of this in light of all the craziness and the pandemonium that's going on at the hospitals, but he's, um, he's still not through the tube. 
he's still got some hurdles that he's dealing with. And I'd like you guys to consider, and I don't ask you to do this or do that or buy this or like that, but I, I would like our friends here who watch JMBR, who come to the event, who listen to the podcast, to think about it. And I know shit's tough out there, right? Because uh, a lot of people aren't working. Um, I'm in the event business. It's tough, right? Emmanuel's in the event business. It's tough. Um, so many other folks are in worse shape than we are financially. So I'm not asking you to give a ton. But if you do have a couple extra bucks that you'd like to commit to the GoFundMe page for Dave Miller, Emmanuel will post <clears> something on the uh, screen for you to see. And then it's also available on my Facebook page if you go back and look at some of the previous posts. And Dave, if you're listening or if anybody uh, who knows Dave, um, I did have an email exchange going back and forth with him. And it was typical Dave, you know, he was uh, positive and he was uh, humble. Um, I said, hey, man, everybody was thinking about you. We all wish you the best and we know you're going to get through. And he goes, man, you're making me feel like I'm somebody. Well, you are somebody um, to many of us, Dave. So get better. Uh, we're going to do our best to support you. And within the comments, you know, when you post something for GoFundMe, if you'd like to hashtag JMBR love, so Dave gets a sense of where these dollars may be coming from, that would be cool. So um, we got some cool prizes to give away in the podcast. All you need to do is it works through email. You know, typically you guys will send comments during the podcast and that's cool. You can still do that. So you can all talk to each other and have fun. We're going to take a break. It's going to be a lot shorter this year, but during the show, uh, up until the end of the show, send an email and you can win. There's some instructions on how you can win. It's easy as one, two, three. You send an email to sales, S-A-L-E-S at Motor Media Inc. That's I-N-C, sales at motormediainc.com. In the subject, put JMBR promo number one. And if you want to put in a comment or a suggestion or, you know, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do that. You don't have to put a comment in there. You do have to put the subject in and you do have to send the request through email. And then we'll randomly pick three winners tonight. We're going to be giving away a cool cup, a Coleman front fork suspension kit by my good friends over at Studs Racing. Thank you again, Eric. Always there. Um, I talked to Taylor. Uh, Taylor and Tim over at Go Power Sports. And they're giving away one of those juggernauts that everybody seems to be talking about, um, the juggernaut driver. So we'll be giving away that. And we're also giving away a receiver from our friends over at Pioneer Car Audio and Car Electronics. Uh, I looked around and I got a couple of things too. And I'm going to kick up the giveaways. We have an official JMVR coronavirus mask. Uh, these are available on the website and the Facebook page for a donation. Okay. Uh, I have not talked to Evil Ed more than a handful of times since Joe's mini bike reunion. Why? Well, let's find out. Um, let's bring on Evil Ed, Joe's mini bike reunion Hall of Famer and legend in the industry. I know Ed's been keeping busy. Maybe Ed's going to be joining us on the on the show and we'll find out what he's been up to. Ed, what's happening? Hi, Ed. Can you hear us? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to let you work on that. Okay. So 
Hi, Ed. We'll try you one more time, then we're going to go into a little Saudi pitch. All right, so maybe you can text him, Emmanuel. Tell him to turn his phone off or on. So many of you guys have asked me about the Saudi. There he is. Hi, Ed. <laughs> I love this new format, huh? E, what's happening? All right, so E, could, do you mind going to that? <laughs> Ed, can, can, you, can we hear you, Ed? No, I can barely hear you guys. Okay, well, we can hear you. Uh, thanks for joining us, Ed. How are things in the valley? A uh, little cloudy, a little rainy. What's the atmosphere uh, around there? Nobody walking the around? Viruses thing. What was that? Have you been keeping busy? Yes. Uh, tell us what you've been doing, Ed. I made some uh, Bonanza Hodaka motor mounts. Been working on a couple two-stroke mini bike Bonanzas, early ones. Um, Try to get stuff done for other people. We've got some of the photos of both of the Bonanzas. Uh, over the last year or so, you seem to have gotten the two-stroke fever. What's happening with the two-strokes? I don't know. I like the noise they make and the, the smell of that bean oil in them. Yeah, it's got all that going for it. I understand that you were recently visiting with Jake Moe up at the AB. What's going on with you and Jake? Well, I got another Bonanza frame that was kind of screwed up more than what I thought, and I don't have the tools to fix it, so I asked Jake if he could fix it, and he said yes. So what is it that he did? Just fix the frame? Was it a crack? Uh, no, one of the whole – I cut the one of the axle plates off, and then it turned into the frame being bad right there. And it was all bent up when I got it right there anyway. So I tried to fix it the best I could, and it just wasn't working. Well, between you and Jake Mo, I don't think there's a mini bike alive that you guys can't tame. Um, what else have you been doing? I know that you're not working. So what else are you doing from not going steer crazy hanging around the house? Well, I've been going over to my garage trying to get stuff done for other people. Um, but the weather is bad for fiberglass when it gets real cold and windy. It doesn't want to dry. I saw that you were mentioned on getting a Bonanza tank, one of those fiberglass tanks, to somebody online. Is that what you've been doing, working on fiberglass Bonanza tanks? Yeah, I owe one to a, a guy named Bonanza Brian. Um, he wants it for a bike that he's going to race. But uh, I don't know if he's going to get it in time. Well, not so much that, Ed, but also all these races and all these events. Like, as an example, I picked up the Bears bike because she wanted to take it to the Texas hoedown in April. But all this urgency and all these deadlines for these events, you really wonder about that now because all the events are on either on hold or they're postponed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I'm hoping I can get something done. I've been off for a week, 
And uh, it's been kind of slow at the garage getting stuff done because of the weather. Um, but I hope to get something done this week. I was hoping to get with you last week, Ed. Those of you who follow along the podcast, we were planning on doing the podcast last week around this time. And that's when the world, as we knew it, kind of took a change. And I picked up the Bonanza bike for Joji to get gas in it and to get oil in it. And, you know, just we delivered it to her just for show. We wanted to get it running for her, as you know. And then as soon as I got the bike and as soon as I was planning on the podcast, everything changed. So when you come up for air, Ed, um, you can give the bike the final blessing. I put gas in it. I put oil in it. After two starts, the engine fired right up. Um, it probably needs a little evil ed tuning and maybe a little adjustment on the brake. And when it's safe, we can deliver that to Joji and stick a fork in that deal. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. I was wondering when she was going to give it back to us. And, and maybe the guys who are listening can help. On that bike, was it you, Ed, that gave us or found the gators for it? Yes. So you got, we were all going in different directions, kind of like wheeler dealer. And I was getting parts and you were getting parts. And I got what I thought was, in fact, Eric, who will be joining us at the, at the break from Stud, sent me a tire that was the size of the tire that my, I guess by looking back at, I got what I thought was the right tire, but it seemed as if it was too big for those gators, as we know. So when yeah, I think it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to have a smaller tire. Uh, I think we put five thirty four fifties on there, and it's supposed to probably take four ten three fifty sixes. And you know, I, I wanted it to fill that with a bigger tire. So I guess instead of swapping the tire so that the Gator works, two things. When I brought the bike back. The right front wheel was off just a tiny bit, and I stuck in one of those very small spacers, and now it's perfectly centered. I was going to ask you, and maybe ask the help of some of the listeners, is there a thin gator or a thinner gator than the ribbed one that we had that maybe we could use on that project so that it could still keep that fat tire up front? Uh, I don't know. I'm not into gators too much. <laughs> I usually, on my bonanzas, I take them off. And um, the early bikes, well, they didn't have gators. They had springs on the fork if they had suspension. But, um, yeah, I, I the Hodaka uh, place, uh, what was it, uh, Strictly Hodaka? They used yeah, to sell Bonanza Hodaka. gators. I don't know if they still do. They might work. Hey, there's a thought. And if anybody's got a really lean gator that we may be able to use, they're really more of a functional dust cover. When I took them off, Ed, you did such a great job on the paint. The bike still looks great without the gators. Um, I put tank in that plastic gas tank, and so far it hasn't bubbled up. Um, it looks so cool, and I sat on that again. What a great job you did on it. Uh, thank you again for all that hard work. She loves it, um, and hopefully we'll be together when we present that to her when all this stuff settles down. Is that a, How's that sound? Okay, yeah, that sounds great. And then, Ed, uh, this was the first time, and first of all, you've got a beautiful ear, the that cochlear is it cochlear the 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 structure of the the ear bone is just handsome in fact can we see your other ear 
Oh, it's just splendid, Ed. Good job there. So thanks. Uh-huh. You've, been, you've been an earful. Um, we'll we'll fine tune this, and who knows? Maybe we'll get you. Um, maybe we'll get you a, a new laptop. We'll, yeah. we'll, all the big money we're making from the sponsors over here. We'll buy you a laptop so you could come in, Kristen. Yeah, that sounds good because my computer's not even playing the the Facebook uh, recording we're doing. It just just stopped with your face on it. I I, I have a way of doing that, Ed. I've got a great face for radio. No, Ed, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, I'll work with Emmanuel. We'll find one. We'll find you a good little laptop, and you'll be good to go. And um, this is the beginning of the Evil Ed segment. You'll open up the beginning of the show. We'll find out what's happening with you and uh, what you're working on. And Do you want to give any shout-outs while we've got you on the, on the podcast, Ed? Well, I got uh, just the usual people, you know, Mini by Paul, Cliff Judd. Chad White Knight back in Pennsylvania. Um, the usual guys, Karen Krause. Bobby. Bobby, your Andrew engine guy. Pratt. Uh, what's that? Your two-stroke engine guy, Bobby. Oh, yeah, Bobby Bobby Muha in Bobby uh, Muha. What is it, Mississippi. Right. So He's a great guy. And if folks want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of Evil Ed? Uh, big evil one too at yahoo.com. Now you got to let them know it's not numeric one. Is it numeric one or it's alpha one? It's big B I G spell it out. Would you B I G E V I L O N E. Then the number two at yahoo.com. All right. So there's evil ed's address. you and for listeners again, to win those prizes, Send an email to sales at motormediainc.com entitled JMBR number one promo. You have a chance to win some cool prizes from studs. We're giving away a Coleman uh, front end kit. We're giving away a juggernaut driver from gopowersports.com. And we're giving away a receiver from Pioneer. Pretty cool stuff, huh, Ed? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. You can't win, Ed, because you're, you're, a, you're a show staff, but... If you want any of this shit, just let me know. I'll get one to you. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, Ed. So um, thank you, Ed. You I wish can, I could uh, hear I you guys you, better. Yeah, I think you click out, and then you can watch the podcast on the Facebook page after the show, Ed. Okay. All right. So you can click off. All right, E. E, can I speak to you now? Can I hear you? Great. Uh, Okay, so look, let's go into the Saudi deal. All right. All right. So um, I want to begin uh, this segment, uh, which is a look back at the Saudi trip, and then we're going to go to a break. Um, and then we're gonna, before we go to the break, we're going to hit Jake Moe. So a lot of people were asking me about the Saudi Riyadh Auto Festival, which took place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia in mid-November. I was on the phone, uh, excuse me, I was on the phone with Joe Petrelia seeing if he wanted to come out, bring some vehicles, because there was a big auction there. I was talking to and was successful getting the guys from Steady Garage to come out. They came as an exhibitor, and they showed off some of their cool groms and ruckuses. Uh, I went there uh, in a variety of capacities. In fact, there were three ways that you could go to that show. And awkwardly and ironically, I was involved in all three of them. The show was promoted and paid for by the government of Saudi Arabia. They hired 
a company that I represent called Bonnier Events. My good friend Peter McGillivray and John Moore run Bonnier Automotive Events. And Peter McGillivray is a standout name in this industry. He ran and literally produced the SEMA show as you know it now. He's also a good friend of mine. We worked together for many years at Sport Truck and at Peterson, and I love him to death. And he's a really cool guy. And he was in transition. He left a job at SEMA. And before he left, he was contacted by the Saudi government to bring elements of the SEMA show to Saudi Arabia to be a part of a, a program that they have. It's a 10-year, decade-long program called Saudi Seasons 2030. And it's a cultural reawakening. Uh, the country of Saudi Arabia literally has changed in so many ways. Women can drive. The, you can be out as a young couple together. Um, you can paint your vehicle more than eight regimented colors. You can modify it. You can go to a movie. You can go to a concert. Everything that was kind of restrictive, it's changing there now under the regime of the new prince. Well, Peter and the prince and the Saudi officials have a rapport, and they invited Peter to bring over the elements that they wanted for the car portion of the festival. So Peter was responsible to bring over exhibitors, and we had tons of them. I mentioned Steady Garage, uh, Mother's Polish, uh, Street Machinery, uh, Aeroquip, uh, Roadkill, Chip Foose, every exhibitor that made parts in the industry, as well as some of the coolest. In fact, this was probably the largest collection of customized cars that ever were assembled in one location. So we had to bring over the exhibitors, we had to bring over cars, and we had to bring over celebrities, and they all came. Chip Foose, Richard Rollins, West Coast Customs Ryan, Dave Freiberger, um, NHRA stars, Cruz Pedragon, um, Leah Pritchard. Everywhere you looked, there was an automotive celebrity walking around. Everywhere you looked, there was a one-off custom, and it wasn't just muscle cars, it was European sport cars, there was a, a display by uh, a company called Seven, and they had literally a Rose Bowl-sized parking lot full of exotics. Every exotic you can imagine. So when you went to this event, it was it was such a, an eye-opener if you were a car guy. But keep in mind an area about five times the size of a Rose Bowl. That was the, that was the footprint. And imagine it being all sand like in June. Well, from July to November, everything happened. Electrical, plumbing, wiring, structures, stands. It was what happened in those three months, not to mention the undertaking that both Peter and Jonathan and those two guys literally with a little bit of help, but those two guys drove this ship. What they did in two months was fucking amazing, okay? So my job was to participate by contacting the manufacturers, because that's my deal in this industry. I know all the manufacturers. So I was able to collect and bring over, I think we had well over 300 manufacturers, 400 cars, 50 celebrities. So I was a part of a few hundred folks that came over. That was my role, bring over exhibitors. And while I was there, it was, I got to drive and park and move around and be around, honestly, every car that you would dream to have been behind. A 69 Camaro, uh, Enzo Ferrari, um, everything from a, a, a Pantera to a, a 69 Corvette, Dusters, Demons, Hemis, just unfucking believable the time we had there. The people in Saudi Arabia, fabulous people, fabulous people. 
I know that we all are kind of brainwashed when you hear that music and you think about the Middle East. I've got to tell you, I was that same guy. But when I went out there, I had an unbelievable time. Uh, the show was well attended. Uh, it was the first year doing it. Uh, we had some success. We had a little bit of a struggle. You know, it, it was all those things happen in the midst of an event. But if you look at some of the photos that are up there, um, great people, great cars. I did all the traditional stuff when we had a chance. We, we yeah, I rode a frigging camel. And although I, I wasn't able to dig that deep and eat a lot of their cultural food, I was able to get a little bit of a sense of the Muslim heritage and the religion. And, uh, you know, as I sat there and at the very, very end, I was one of the last folks from our company there. And I just kind of laying down, filthy, tired, wanted to get home and my backpack, just looking out at that event venue. And I cried like a bitch. And if I had the chance to do it, I would do it again. And I think offer the same proposal that we offered many of our exhibitors and car owners and celebrities. Um, they would probably feel the same. So I want to thank everybody who followed along on the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Facebook page and um, kept track of me while I was gone and looked at and liked and commented on some of the photos. Um, e, thank you, because while I was gone, you know, when, when you're away, I was originally scheduled to be away for like 10 days. And like 30 days later, I limped home. And during that time, um, like it never rains in California until I left. And it rained enough uh, where we don't need rain for a year. And my pump, I live at the bottom of a hill, and water pumps out when it comes down. It was going sideways, and he came over, saved the day, helped out, boom, boom. Um, I didn't know why I was gone, but my dog was dying because Linda kept it from me because she's just that way, and she'd know I'd freak out. So um, I came back all excited to show pictures and videos and tell stories, and that wasn't the mood in the house. So um, that part sucked. But um, we got over that. We got punched in the face with Kobe dying. We got current state of affairs with the coronavirus. But, hey, just be smart. Uh, stay home. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate the people that are around you that you love. Keep them safe. Um, take time. Take time to get to shit that you guys haven't done. I've got a few mini bike projects that I need to get to. Um, I bought a really cool West Bend, and I was going to stick it in my uh, micro uh, Temecula Bob bike. I've got two of them. One of them Jake Mo bought, or excuse me, built. And while I'm at that, Jake, I hate to say it, and I'll talk to him about it when he joins us, but that miniature bike, that micro Temecula Bob bike, was the most popular thing at that Saudi show. And I sold it to a guy who owns a company. Uh, it's called uh, Discover Darab Park. Discover D-I-R-A-B Park. It's in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, it is um, on display. It's on display. The guy rents go-karts, four-wheel go-karts that go around the track. And he wanted to do two things at that show. He wanted to meet Chip Foose and he wanted to buy this bike. And I was not selling that bike. I brought that bike over because it was easy to transport and it was easy to display on the top of my booth. In fact, I think there's a, a photo of me 
with uh, David from Roadkill at my booth, and you can see the bike up there. Every person in Saudi Arabia wanted to buy that bike. And I thought, hey, look, if I do sell this bike, it's got to go to the right person, and it's got to be the right deal. And at the very end, that happened. Um, the people that came to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion's booth, I went there to sell, you know, the concept of getting a distributor, a distributor there to sell frames. You know, I had a Temecula Bob bike. I had a, a, a bike that Jake Moe built. Um, I had a Go-Kart USA bike there. I had a Temecula Bob bike there. And I also had a couple from um, uh, RCH, the micro mini guys, RCF. So I was there hoping that I would get these guys to get interested in building bikes and, and selling kits. And that wasn't the deal there. Those guys didn't want to build anything. They wanted to put gas in it and go. So the concept I had about going there and finding distributors for frames and selling mini bikes and parts, I learned that's not what the folks there in the Middle East wanted. They're, they're ready to give you a card or give you some money or give you whatever you need. It just They just want to go. So if I go back, which I hope I do because I met a lot of cool guys, um, I'll be going there with hundreds of mini bikes built, ready to go. Um, and I think it'll be success. Hey, we're going to, um, we're going to take a quick break from the Saudi story. If you have any other questions specifically, again, I had a great time. I want to thank everybody at Bonnie here. I want to thank all of the exhibitors who attended. I want to thank my friends from Steady Garage who came out and Mark Gurman and David Freiberger particularly. Thank you guys very, very much for supporting it. Um, I want to thank Linda for holding down the fort, uh, while I was gone. Um, and when I came back, dude, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to jump into the podcast. I wasn't ready to jump into much of anything. Uh, they say that for every hour, it's like a day. It was like a 16 hour flight. So it took me like about two weeks to slowly get my shit together. Um, because of some of the bad things that have been going on, I was just in a funk. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I just wasn't feeling it. So I'm glad to be getting uh, back in front of everybody. I hope everybody else is doing well. Um, one of, uh, the first guys that I thought of, uh, when we were, Emmanuel and I were talking about launching the podcast again this year was having Jake Mo on. Um, and before we bring Jake Mo in, um, I'd like to, uh, share a little bit of, um, an announcement with everybody. Um, every year at Joe's mini bike reunion, uh, which is tentatively scheduled for October the 17th this year, tentatively, uh, the parks are in complete shutdown. Uh, I have to wait for like six months prior to the event to get the date actually booked. But hopefully on the 17th of October of 2020 at CV Park in La Crescenta, California, for the ninth annual Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast, you can attend and join me in welcoming the newest member of uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame, the 2020 newest inducted to the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame, Mr. Jake Moe. Congratulations, Jake. Man, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Well, that's, quite a, that's quite a good list right there. That's, that's quite a good list of people. So thank you very much. I mean, that's uh, pretty flattering. <laughs> long, long overdue. And uh, welcome back, Joe. Good to see you. Thank you. What's that? I, thank you. I was, I was thinking of you throughout the Saudi show. 
Awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. You sold the micro. Can't believe it. Was, it. it was tough. Um, this guy wants to put two wheelers on those tracks. So he wanted to have the bike just to tease the people as they came in. So it also, okay. you know, in Saudi, everybody wants, anybody can go buy whatever they want. What they want are unique right. one-offs. And that's what this bike was. It wasn't about how many billions he had versus the other guy who owned the other track. It was the uniqueness of it. And they're smart. Uh, these, these are very, very smart people and very, very wealthy people. So before he committed to buying any bikes, he just wanted to see what kind of reception it got. So I stay in touch with him intermittently. And I'm hopeful that I'll hear from him someday and say, hey, look, we'd like 24 of those. We'd like, we'd like 50 of those. Because that's what I was trying to do, Jake, see how big the potential of the mini bike market could be out there. And I think if we have complete bikes ready to go, we'd kill out there, figuratively. Not literally. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Congratulations. Tell everybody about your, your, your new addition to the Mo family, your daughter. Oh, yeah. Healthy baby girl. Uh, she was born on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, seven pounds, seven ounces. And man, she's awesome. Uh, she's uh, she's super mellow. I mean, my last boy, Hudson, he's been he was he's just a terror all the way through. So, I mean, her coming in and she, she's super mellow, doesn't cry a lot. Just kind of, you know, she eats, wakes up for a little while and then goes back to sleep. And she's uh, pretty easy so far. But I'm sure. Uh, Later in the years, it'll get harder, but so far, so good. <laughs> I told you that um, I thought I had a Joe's Mini Bike Reunion bib. And I have one last bib. So oh, this awesome. one's going out to you. I told you to relax because I don't have any more bibs. You've had more kids <laughs> in the last year than I've had mini bikes. I know, uh, man. Last one, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the video of Hudson feeding the dogs. Right. And how's Logan yeah. handling all of this? Uh Logan's great. I mean, he's super helpful. He I mean, he loves Hudson. He loves the new baby and uh he even he set the new baby on his his little he has a little phone so he put her on the back the background, you know. <laughs> he put a picture of her on the background of his phone. I was like, "Man, that's pretty cool." <laughs> It's the best chance yeah, trip, but uh, Hudson, Hudson's not too happy, but uh, yeah, Logan, Logan enjoys it. He's, he's doing good with everything. Well, look, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I know Courtney wanted to have a baby girl. So congratulations to her. I'm glad that everyone's healthy. Let's get back to the hall of fame for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I think you submitted some photos to Emmanuel that we can run up there on some of your latest work. I think I think you had Dave Romero's bike that you were finishing up, and um, I know that bikes like that, those those bikes, no one, no one, and I, I say this with all due respect, no one's building bikes that caliber, and it's so obvious when people see them, especially when they see them in real life. At some point, it's got to be really gratifying because I know it's not easy 
to do what you do. I know there's a lot of hard work and a lot of time and a lot of hours in that garage, crafting your skill and improving. And then you do it all with a smile, no ego. Um, how satisfying is it knowing that when that guy picks up that bike and he's going to love it even more than you did as the builder, it's got to be, it's got to be a cool feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about is getting, getting the reaction, you know, certain people, I don't build a lot of stuff, but every now and then if, if the project sounds pretty cool to me, then and it's something that I know I can uh, really kind of run with and use kind of my artistic side of things. And, you know, I'm all about art, being artistic and keeping the function to things. So, um, but yeah, in the long run, it's just seeing the customer you know, or whoever you're working with, you know, seeing their reaction when they come up and see that thing for the first time. It's, I mean, that's, uh, I get a kick out of that stuff. So that's pretty um, awesome to me. I've been fortunate enough to have you uh, build a few bikes for me. Frankenstein's still in my eyes continues to be one of the most popular bikes out there. Um, I, I think I've got to clean out the carburetor. It's been so long since I, I think last time I rode that was with you guys at the AV, which was one of the times of my life. Um, yeah, the, micro, the micro that you built, um, the long frame Temecula Bob uh, with that Predator motor that we built on the show. Got to be one of my, definitely all <laughs> my favorites, but I almost feel that way about every bike. Uh, you've been working on that kit that we received from Go Power Sports. Um, they have kind of like a Bonanza style bike and i got it to about 60 percent. and once that torque converter belt stuff started to happen i fucking tapped out i i gave it to you i didn't care if you use the torque converter if you use the engine if you use the frame i don't know i don't care because i know when i get back it's going to be great what's the status of the bike can you tease us at all about what you're up to with that thing or and what did you think about it because it was a pretty nice frame from the beginning they, they did a pretty nice job over there yeah, the frame's nice. You can tell it's just a production frame. So there was a lot of little things that I wanted to, you know, fix a little bit, like the braces on top. So I'll just put it this way. There's a lot of things that, I mean, the, the bike has the same overall feel, but it's a lot different. Like every yeah. little piece on it is different. Yeah. So, you know, when you see it again, you'll kind of look through it and you'll start seeing all these little things. Like it'll just keep you, uh, keep you digging at it, you know, cause it's there's a lot of little things that need to be cleaned up on it and there was a few things that i didn't really like the stance and the shape of the frame so i did a lot of like small little uh changes but it's going to come out really cool and i think i think you'll be super excited about it i'm i'm sure i will uh what else are you working on what else is around the garage i i thought you were working on a project with mdb is that finished up yeah that, that was finished up charles has that bike back and uh he named it megatron and that thing, uh, I don't know if he tested it yet, but that thing should be uh, pretty fast. I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard no updates on it, so I don't know if he's tested it or anything. But um, that was a pretty fun build, and that came out pretty cool. And, yeah, it was exciting to build something with him, you know, the type of power that he's going to put into it. So it was just a fun little co uh, collab, you know. So nice. I enjoyed Two, that. A great partnership there. Yeah. Was, was there uh, some talk about you doing a little something with Ian as well? Was it Ian? trying to get a, a chopper bike going or something of that sort? Yeah, Ian, I'm, uh, I have a chopper build going right now for Ian. Um, it's not as far along as I'd want it to be, but I'm picking at it slowly. And I know Ian's, uh, Ian's been really patient, but um, that's something that's been in the works for a little while. But it's going to come out really cool too. Uh, 
you know, the choppers, the choppers is kind of, it's all art. So I really get into the choppers. Um, that's kind of what I did. I started out with like the basic traditional mini bikes. I got into choppers and then I kind of bounced all around. So I, now I still do a little, I do a little bit of traditional, do some drag bikes, do some choppers, but the choppers kind of have a place in my heart. So, you know, I like to take my time and make those right. You know, kind of like Frankenstein too. I like, you know, there's a lot of little things that I kind of had to do just because it's me and it's different visions that I have, but that was a fun build. An unbelievable bike. We had so much fun with that. I was looking at how ridiculous I was when we did. I remember one night, Emmanuel and I put on, I had a chef's jacket and we, he had a stethoscope and we did a Dr. <laughs> Frankenstein. Somewhere it's, it's out there online, the Dr. Frankenstein video. Uh, good times with that bike. And you know, you're not just a bike guy. Um, you have been, um, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and all the fun we had with those little postcards and everything. Thank you so much for that. We had, um, yeah. we had, um, you and I had talked about, I think it was an Apache. I know cars are a love yeah. of yours as well for all the obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. The 58 Apache that, that car front. Yeah. The 58 Apache that, uh, I mean, I had a huge part in that. I built, uh, somebody else actually built the chassis, but I did all the sheet metal work. I did a lot of the exhaust. I did a lot of the suspension work. Um, but that thing just came out unreal and it's still kind of sitting now. The customer kind of took a pause on it, but, um, man, that, that truck definitely has a place in my heart. Put a lot of work and a lot of hours into that thing. Jay, what do you and, got? Uh, I know that you've got some time off. Uh, Jake with um, the birth of the baby. I think that's so cool now that you get to get some time off, but yeah. I, I see those Instagram poses uh, or posts when I'm, you know, I'm 60. So I get up to take a leak every 20 minutes and every time so my sixth time getting up, it's like four in the morning and you're taking a video driving down the 14 freeway in the dark dealing with traffic. I, I know you're a hardworking blue collar guy. Um, having this few weeks off, especially now with your daughter just being born, that's got to be a special time for you, huh? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I get to spend some time at the home, at the house with the family and um, I kind of bounce back and forth, you know, I'll come out, do a few little things on the bikes. Um, but yeah, mainly just being with the family, being with Logan and Hudson and the new baby and Courtney and man, it's been fun. So it's kind of, it's kind of a change. It's, I don't realize, uh, you know, how much money I spend on gas every day. I'm like, holy shit, a tank of gas actually goes through the whole week instead of two days. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I got to tell you, I think that there's, that there's something to be learned through this little pause that we're all going to be experiencing. Uh, I hope it, it's over so we can get back to some sense of normalcy, but shit, what's normal nowadays anyways, right? Normal's coping with whatever we have to deal with. Um, we've had it really, 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 really good. Um, the years closed out strong. We had a great Joe's mini bike reunion event. Um, every, every time I opened the door, balloons popped out. It, it's got a little bit different of late. So, you know, you, you ride these things in waves. I know we're all going to be good. Um, I'll look forward to staying in touch with you. Um, stay safe. Um, stay positive as you always do. Jake, if anybody would like to maybe throw a line out to you, um, especially during these times, what's a good way for folks to get a hold of you? uh instagram or facebook i i started a new instagram that's just my fabrication stuff so um that's mofabco so m-o-e-f-a-b and then c-o so 
check that one out and give it a follow. That's just strictly mini bike fab stuff. So I think you guys will really enjoy that one. Or you can check out uh, my other page with me. That's uh, me and Maje. Me and Maje run built mini bikes too, which is, is uh, really kind of Midgey? Maje. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll have to give him a shout out too because I haven't seen him in a while. He's been trucking on the road. He's uh, he drives trucks now, so he's out like two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time. Who else at the AV you want to give a shout out to before we let you go, Jake? Um, AV. Uh, Fredo, Zoom, Charlie, you know, all those guys, all my normal guys. Charlie's looking to buy my Rutman. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's been, he's been after Rutman for a while. I sent him to Craigslist in Detroit. That's where they all live. Yeah, man. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't really talked to many guys in the AV lately. I just kind of, I don't know, with the baby and everything and how everything's getting crazy, I just kind of, I had to take some uh, time to myself for a minute just to kind of, I don't know. It, it, it helped though. It was good. Here's the uh, thing. But I'm starting to get starting to get back around talking to people again. I was kind of in a little zone where I just kind of had to get away from everything for a second, you know. But it's Jake, all good. I gotta tell you, I, I you, you took the words right out of my mouth, and I'll, I'll admit it was even a post or a note that I got from you about, hey, what's up? We, we want to have the, what's when you doing the next podcast? Where I got into that <laughs> funk too, man. Um, that's yeah. okay. You know, everybody's, everybody's just adjusting to things, but we're back. We're back like the plague. That's right, man. We'll uh, keep pushing and keep doing our thing, but it, it'll be a fun year for sure. Okay. Congratulations again on the induction into the 2020 Joe's Mini Bike Union Hall of Fame class. Um, you, you will be joined this year. Uh, before I make that announcement, I was hoping to have the guest on the show tonight. Um, but unfortunately, um, that wasn't something that we could do tonight. Uh, due to an unfortunate death in the family. Um, so we will be making an announcement about the second inductee into the 2020 uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame and an upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion future podcast. Uh, typically before this podcast ends, Emmanuel will give me a date that we'll use. Um, these dates of the podcast, and thank you, like I'm looking at Eric, poor Eric, it's about, what time is it over there? 10 o'clock uh, in Detroit, it's probably like two degrees over there. Um, there's um the schedule is determined by Emmanuel. Ed's always been flexible enough, but you know, he's got so much going on uh that may have a little bit more importance in the big picture than what we're doing. So um we'll get a date out for the next podcast. Uh hopefully we'll have uh, an opportunity to see a little bit more about what's happening over there at uh, MoFab. Jake, thanks for joining us. Congratulations again on the induction, and uh, we'll see you thank next you. time, brother. Hey, thank you for the induction, man. That means a lot to me. I look at the list of names on the in- you know, the inductees and man, that's just unreal that I can be added to, you know, the guys that are in there now. So, um, man, I've always looked up to the, you know, those guys in the, in the hall of fame and man, I've, I've always thought like, man, I wish I was with those guys. Cause it's just, it's such a cool group of people on that list. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, uh, man, it's great. It'll give me a, gets me all pumped for this year's show. And it'll give you something to put up in the garage. We'll have a nice hall of fame plaque for you too. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. It means a lot. It's not just me. It's the community speaking out. He's your Hall of Fame inductee 2020, Jake Moe. Thanks, Jake. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Talk to you later. Hey, guys, we're going to uh, go into a a quick break, only for a few minutes. Uh, We've got a couple commercials that are going to run when we come back. Uh, Eric from StudsRacing.com will be joining us. We'll find out what's happening over at Studs Racing in the midst of this uh, 
quarantine and um, catch up a little bit more about what Eric's been doing. Eric's always uh, doing stuff with his kids. He's out skiing and having fun, riding motorcycles. So I look forward to talking to him. Enjoy your quick little break. We'll be back in about two minutes, everybody. stereo get you where you want to go why not upgrade it get easy navigation with apple carplay on the new pioneer next don't break up with your car upgrade it Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. What will what, what we call that? We'll call that quarantine um, uh, behind the scenes. It's a, the return of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast presented by Pioneer, um, studsracing.com, and our friends over at gopowersports.com. Um, we're going to bring in um, Eric uh, Shegels from studsracing.com in a minute. just want to get to a few things before we bring Eric in. Uh, I want to thank Evil Ed um, for joining us a little bit earlier in the podcast. Ed, uh, hopefully now that you've uh, gotten off the line, you've got some clarity and you can hear us and see us well. We're working on getting you a new computer. Uh, give a couple of shout outs. My guy, Vinny, Vinny's Minis. How you doing, Vinny? Good to see you guys. Um, my brother-in-law, Michael Tellerico, celebrating his 55th birthday tonight. So happy birthday, Michael. Um, during the break, you may have seen a promo for Little Bike Restorations. They're in Browning, Indiana. My buddy Tracy owns this place. You can check out their Facebook page. It's called Lil Bikes Resto. Guys, if you are into Z50s, CT70s, SL70s, QA50s, anything, particularly anything Honda made, if you want one, you're going to pay a little bit, but it's worth it. Check out his Facebook page. I think you can get into a totally – now, they're not matching numbers because he gets his frames and he gets his engines and his parts from all over. But he pays so much attention to these bikes. You can probably get a Z50 rebuilt their way for about four to $5,000, depending if you get the big board kit and some of the other little add-ons. You can get a CT70. Again, not necessarily numbers matching, 
but you can get one of those probably around six grand. Folks may think that's a little bit high. They'd rather go buy one for three grand and spend another three grand. At some point, you're going to get to that money. It's just that you want to get to it at the beginning or at the end. And if you want to do the work or have an expert do it, if you want an expert to do it, and you got some cash, check them out. Little Bikes Resto. Talk to Tracy. Tell them Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion sent you. Hey, I want to um, give a shout out to Isaiah Gibbs, uh, Rat Goner, my buddy Joe Dodato, my buddy James Griffith, uh, Gail. Where's my beautiful sister-in-law, Gail, and Jerry? Uh, Jeremy Earl Pavlika. I think he's from your neck of the woods out there in Detroit. My buddy, John Connors. In fact, all my guys back in Daytona, Ralph and Mary, Bob G. Um, miss everybody there. Hope everybody's doing well there. All my buddies at the Honda Grom Lifestyle. Um, even that's been shut down out here in L.A. Typically, we'd ride out on Friday nights, about 40, 50 of us, Bing and all the guys. No more riding. No more riding, not for a little while. So during this downtime, everybody gets to rebuild those 50cc uh, Grom, or excuse me, those 50cc ruckus engines that can't help but burn out every two miles and have a chance to clean up their Groms because those never break down. Um, I want to give a shout out to John Benet Ramsey, uh, Joe Petrelia, Nick Scara, and all the dudes from uh, Mini Bike Riders in Arizona, uh, Dave Darnell. How you doing, Big Dave? Um, Mike Hughes and the Texas Outlaw Mini Bike Guides. Uh, they recently had a pretty cool event. In fact, there's a YouTube video that's out there that I'll be posting, and I'll be having Mike from Tomb join us on the podcast at a future show, talk a little bit about what they're doing. Those guys had a great time. They were racing mini bikes. They are on the beach. They had pinup models. It was off the hook. Good job there, guys. Look forward to talking to you, Mike. Shout out to all of our Texas mini bikers, all our guys out in Florida, Detroit, the Motor City, which Eric owns. Um, Tim and Taylor Yoakum. Um, you know, Taylor was going to join us from Go Power Sports on the segment tonight. He's pretty excited, and um, hopefully I'll get the same sentiment from Eric. But during this downtime, uh, they've been really busy. A lot of folks are jumping back in the garage, working on their bikes, working on projects. So that's happening. Uh, that juggernaut driver um, is exclusive and unique to them, and that's doing very well. But they're also um, poised to take a place in the industry again this year. Um, they've uh, got a two-piece bike, uh, a mini bike that they're um, going to be putting out. They've got, I believe, uh, parts kits, whether it's frames or bolts or engines or wheels or tires for the mini motos. Yeah. Uh, and there's some talk about maybe getting one of those to give away, uh, either through a podcast promotion or one of the bikes that we'll give away at the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. So that's all good stuff. But they just today in Texas were quarantined, so to speak, as well as the folks out here in L.A. and New York and Ohio and New Jersey. So Texas now. Um, everybody's got to stay in the house. So Taylor's like, dude, my wife called at work. There ain't no podcast. I got to go buy toilet paper and I got to go buy water and they're hunkering down. So, um, I'm happy to have Taylor, uh, as a sponsor of the show. I'm happy to, uh, have him, uh, and Tim be a part of what we're doing on the podcast. Um, and I want to thank them for, um, their support and look forward to having Taylor back on in the future podcast. Uh, Vinny's Minis, again, we give a shout out to Vinny, Vinny as well as uh, Kelman Carisi, some of our uh, top friends here on the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion page. My buddy Jerome Geaches, uh, Cliff uh, from Mini Bike Nation, are all the judges that helped out at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, including you, Eric. 
This year, big announcement. The judges for Joe's Mini Bike Reunion will have a lot less to do. In the past, I've asked the judges to go select the best bike in each of the categories. And that's an arduous task for a variety of reasons. This year, I'll be asking the judges to champion a category. So let's just say Eric from Studs is going to be judging vintage. Eric's not going to be asked to bring me the best vintage bike at the show. That's such a tough chore to put on one person. But if I can tell Eric to give me the top three bikes in that class, and then I can bring them out and let the folks that are there as spectators, let them choose the best bike out of the three instead of asking one judge. So look, it's only taken me nine years to figure this out. And honestly, the judging has been tough, but I think that's what we're going to do. So you can enjoy the show much more. Everybody else can enjoy the show much more as a result. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I'm excited about the new judging. I've got a couple other shout outs. The guys over at the Muscle Mini Bikes, uh, Mini Bike Maniacs, um, my buddy Eric Hoffman and his sons, uh, Brian Roca, Josh Pickney, uh, Green Hornet, Irving Payan, Chad Lansing, Myron Bailey, Rich Robotello, Toby and Jonah McCaslin, uh, Dan Stoley, Rick Watson, Brad Demoise, Dane Walton, Thomas, my buddy Thomas Mendiola, Jack from 818 Mini Bikes, Cam White, Dave Ertl, Vinnie Chen, Rob Felder, Mike Zidbin, Steve Sivergandia, Tom Myronak. Christ, there's too many of them. Uh, my buddy Neil Copeman, Bill Brousseau, Corey Tellerico, uh, Ted Cardenas, and I'll get to the rest of you guys later on. Folks, thanks for letting me pay a little bit of the bills there. I'd like to take a moment to introduce uh, from the Palatial Estates in Michigan, Eric from Studs Racing. Eric, welcome back to the podcast and happy 2020. How you doing, brother? Hey, guys. Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. How you guys doing? Well, um, as described, you know, we're, we're, we're coping. We're doing good. Um, I had mentioned that from my conversations with um, the folks at Go Power Sports, their business was uh, doing pretty good. During the break, you and I were talking. You're still open. What's happening over at Studs? Oh, currently? Yeah, in light of, you know, the, the, the quarantine and the, the whole issue. Well, you know, in Michigan, it kind of sort of shuts down. Uh you know, during the winter months. I mean, there's some guys that do some builds, but we do slow down and uh, gives us time to come up with new projects and stock the shelves and uh, make videos, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, as spring was coming in, you know, starting to warm up here and people start to ride and, uh, you know, we count on that. Uh, business really starts to pick up and, you know, everybody gets excited. The sun comes out. Uh, and uh, I mean, right in the midst of this thing, you know, um, the coronavirus stuff. So uh, right smack in the, you know, probably first week of spring right and uh we're, we're rocking and rolling and uh you know pretty you know it's just the last two weeks has just been uh dismal i mean business has been good but you know everybody's panicking and uh you know buying like like, like we were laughing before you know toilet paper is more important than gold right so um so by the way hey we're not going to give away uh, a coleman front end this this week we're going to give away a, a case of toilet paper okay <laughs> I, I was waiting for the uh, studs racing.com coronavirus discount code but yeah, you know, um, the walk-in traffic, obviously, especially now where y'all get browbeaten and almost physically beaten if you go out. People are like, what are you doing? I'm getting the house. But uh, how about from um, maybe a call-in or an online? I know you launched that popularstudsracing.com site. I know that was flying off the hook. 
What kind of traffic are you seeing there? Is that dropped off or has it been busier? No, the, the website's doing really well. Uh, you know, we, we, we really uh, came out a little bit before your show, but we promoted it. You, you really promoted it for us uh, at the JMBR show. And uh, no, that's been pretty consistent and, and growing, which is awesome. And uh, with the, now that we're quarantined, we're, we're trying to push it. Um, the, the store has been deemed essential because of the hardware side. So um, it's just amazing. I mean, people are still like flooding in for go-kart mini bike parts, but uh, you know, everybody's on edge. You know, we got, we got ropes in front of the counter. So they're like, you know, seven feet away. And, uh, but uh, it's tense, man. It's, um, it's kind of tough. You know, a lot of guys don't want to be there and you know, like the customers are paranoid. The employees are paranoid. I'm paranoid, you know, so we're, we're doing the best we can. We're trying to encourage phone orders and, uh, you know, even for my friends, you know, we, we deliver parts and stuff for them. But, uh, yeah, the, the website's great. Uh, I feel sorry for the UPS guys and the FedEx guys. You know, they still they still come in every day. So we're shipping out. Uh, I think our stuff gets picked up between 3 and 4 o'clock. And starting today, we, we're closing early. So, uh, you know, we, we close the doors at 4 instead of at 6. So kind of gives us some time, some extra time to get out and be with our families and stuff. Well, being a family guy that you are, you know, I know that um, you're always out there having fun with Jacob on the bikes and Jacob and the gals on the slopes. Uh, it is nice to kind of spend that time to reconnect. But let's face it. Um, for a week or so, we're all going to be good. It's it's what what happens afterwards. And that's really why we started to bring the podcast back a little bit quicker. Uh, I may have shared with you because I have different conversations with some of my sponsors and this podcast was largely a replacement for advertising that I would buy prior to the show to promote the event. So once I had a chance to meet E and find out his skill set, we were neighbors and we were all entrepreneurs trying to make some things happen. We thought, hey, let me take the dollars, the few dollars I'm spending on these ads and the newspapers and radio show. I was buying ads on ESPN when we first started the mini bike show and we stopped all that foolishness. We cut down the cost of the posters and all these other things I thought I needed to do. We just put the money into the podcast, but it wasn't, it, it was just a, it was kind of a back-ended way to promote the show. So it was heavily focused leading up to the show. It wasn't a national, it was selfishly a house organ to promote it. So what it turned out to be and the popularity on a national basis, as well as what's expected of a podcast to be consistent, to be there weekly or in our case, we were doing it like once a month or once every two weeks. So um, I feel there's a need for that. I'm getting a sense from some of the emails that we're getting and some of the calls that I'm on that while we're home, kind of confined, um, especially when we have garages as nice as Jake Mose, and I'm sure I'm looking at the photo behind you, Eric, and I'm starting to get a buzz. Um, but yeah, we all have nice houses and, and places to hang out. And I'm fortunate enough to have a couple places to retreat. But after a couple weeks, we go stir crazy. So getting back into these podcasts and helping folks out and getting them going is really the spirit here. And hopefully we'll be able to kick that up and find out a little bit more about what's happening with you. Um, that Coleman front end kit. First of all, thank you. Um, I looked online and I saw that part kit. That's a nice little package to give away. So thank you for that. I speak on behalf of everybody listening. You've always been very generous. Uh, I mentioned the tires. You sent this for the bears bike. We appreciate that. I still have a little two strokes that I bought uh, from you hanging out here. I see you still have a few for sale on eBay. So if you guys are looking for a little power products, two stroke project, what are those? A couple of horsepower, Eric, those little models that, that I bought from you. Uh, you know, those are like snowblower engines. So most, most of them are like three, three and a half horsepower. 
I think yeah. they still have some four horsepowers, but they're they're great. They bolt right on those micros. Uh, you know, most of them are two strokes, so they have the uh, pumper style diaphragm carb, so you can you can mount it any way you want. They're they're cool and they're cheap. So I remember my first mini bike, my little bozo in Utica, New York. I barely knew how to. That's like the first time I changed a spark plug or got burnt on a muffler. We had those diaphragm carburetors on my Clinton, and you know they would go. So after um, you know. We were urban and ghetto, but we were smart little bastards. And when those diaphragms went, we just got like clear nail polish. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, bulletproof. We'd be out there smoking our little cigarettes we stole from our parents, the little lighter burning our fingers trying to get our, our diaphragms going. Now you mention a diaphragm, it takes on a whole different context. But in the mini bike, <laughs> in the mini bike world. Um, so that Coleman front end kit, um, I guess what I'm getting to, and it's ironic because when I first rolled out there with you, we rode around. Um, um what do we call that tr that track the velodrome uh well yeah the velodrome or thunderdrome we call it yeah so uh if you remember there was that young dude there um just putting around in his coleman and a couple things dawned on me it's like shit these colemans because they're so affordable um these are going to be the bikes because you can buy them in a box on the way out of the supermarket these are going to be the bikes that attract these new guys but with that, it was like, oh, man, you know, you and I were looking at it. I think Cliff was helping the guy. But as you looked at that bike, it wasn't the most impressive. It was a $300 bike. You know, it was kind of flimsy and it was kind of like gum and, and toothpicks. You know, it just seemed like it. But they seem to be growing in popularity. The style of the frame, now that there's a new style frame on one of them I saw, that bigger tire, that beefy, kind of like in the spirit of those big, beefy bikes that you sell. but. Um, the Coleman seems to have, first of all, regardless of what you think, captured attention in sales, and now they're out there. Um, how popular is that bike, really, from your perspective? You're a guy who's answering the phone. How many of these guys are calling looking for parts for Coleman's? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably the number one bike out there. No um, shit. You know, it's, it's not my favorite bike. I mean, we, we sold them at studs, but, I mean, that bike is just heavily, heavily, heavily sold at the big box stores, you know, Walmart, Amazon. Yeah. Um, we can't make any money on them, so I mean, it's a that's a good bike for the money. I mean, it's 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 uh, uh oh, oh there you my, are. yeah, uh, it, you know, people buy it because uh, not that it's a great bike, it's just affordable, you know, and uh, so so we can't knock it for that. But it's uh, you know, there's no suspension, of course, no torque converter. Um, but uh, but hey, for a cheap bike, if you can pick it up for you know whatever, uh, four ninety nine. Five ninety nine. I think sometimes even around Christmas time, it's even less than that. But uh, but yeah, that's probably the most popular bike out there. So knowing that, knowing its popularity, and knowing what appears to be some high volume sales, and also, you know, I guess it's like a happy meal. You know, you get what you get. Yeah, yeah. It's the happy meal. You know, um, no, you don't get the bigger engine. No, you don't get the torque converter. No, you don't get the dependable shocks you, you get the happy meal but you know that when you're buying it how does somebody um how does somebody get more flavor out of a happy meal coleman bike what would you tell a guy who's got a coleman that he needs to do at least from a safety perspective and maybe a performance hop-up perspective once he takes that out of a box what's eric the professional telling this guy what, what should he do with his coleman bike to make it better well the, the cool thing i was going to say at first that about it you know whether you like it or not it uh you know, uh, everybody, uh, people can't afford certain bikes. So, uh, you know, get, it gets them uh, you know, a good starter bike or gets their kids out there or the whole family can pick them up. So, you know, we like that. We, we like to see them. And when I go out on the trails or, 
or camping, you'll, you'll see them out there. Uh, but probably our number one thing is for those, uh, stage one kit, you know, it's cheap, um, 50 or 60 bucks. You can get the air filter, the jets, the pipe, uh, you get a little bit, you know, get that wrap wrap sound and uh, a little bit more performance, you know, from that, from there, a lot of guys, uh, you know, they'll take the clutch off the guys that take them off road, the torque converter is a must. So they'll put the torque converter on there. That's probably the second most popular, uh, um, piece for those things. You know, the, the suspension, is kind of not for everybody. You know, a lot of people, they give me a hard time. They say the suspension's almost as much as the bike. But, uh, you know, you've seen how much money we put in our bike. So it's, uh, you know, if you want a good ride, it's uh, the guys that buy them love them. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, some guys take them apart and they paint them. You know, in Detroit, you know, we, we do things pretty crazy, you know, uh, powder coat, uh, diamond cutting, all that stuff. So the guys put all kinds of stuff into those things. But uh, back to what you said, the, the stage one kit, torque converter, probably number one thing. And then the guys will build the motor from there. So um, if the Coleman's coming up hot, what's the other popular model that's kind of consistent with that? Can you give us somewhat of a little bit of an idea of like the ranking, but just based on what you hear through the phones and the website traffic? As far as bikes? Yeah. What are, you know, what, what, well, my, my favorite, my, my favorite bike bar none is the, you know, what we call the DeVos, which is now the MB200. I mean, you rode one at the Thunderdrum. That that bike is sick. And now, uh, you know, now it even has hydraulic brakes on it. So, I mean, there's nothing that can compete with that bike. Uh, you know, right out of the box, it's uh, 45 miles an hour, uh, maybe even a little faster if you're your size. And, uh, you know, with torque converter, uh, full suspension front and back, hydraulic brakes, uh, you know, lighting coil on it. I mean, it's a, it's a cool bike, comfortable. You can ride that thing. I mean, I, I, I ride that thing through the trails like a you know, like a, a, a like a Honda, you know, like CR 125 or, or 250. That thing's badass. I enjoyed riding that bike. And honestly, I felt really safe going around that velodrome. Um, it had power. I think we were riding it around Cliff's backyard there for a second. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is that it was more motorcycle-like to me than mini bike-like. You know what I mean, Eric? Um, what size tires on that? It's the same size that comes on the Coleman or the Warrior. You know, it's a 19-inch tire. So that would kind of be like a big bike, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, uh, compared yeah, to I mean, the Coleman, I mean, there's been some bigger bikes. It, it's really about the same size as the Coleman or a Warrior. It's not, it's no, it's no bigger. Um, where can folks take a look at that, Eric? And, and what kind of specials are available on those bikes now? If they wanted to maybe take a look at, at adding one of those bikes to their collection. I mean, honestly, the, the best place to buy them is, of course, you know where, studs racing. But, uh, you know, my friends at Go Power sell them, too. We, 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 we both kill it with those things. So um, I think we both offer free shipping. So it's 900 bucks. Um, they're, they're really going to go up. Uh, you know, we put hydraulic brakes on them. We kept the price the same. And with the tariffs recently, um, they, they hit us again with uh, increases there. We still maintained it. So this spring, I mean, they're, they're talking about making them 950 or maybe even more. I've, I've even seen on the internet, there's a lot of people selling them for 950. So, but we, we bought a whole truckload last year. So we're still sitting on some good inventory. So there's still 899 shipped. So, I mean, you can't beat that. You know, whether you're in California or uh, Maine, you know, they're 900 bucks shipped. So. Eric, you don't just buy containers of those and pray for the best. When I first met you, I think you had just gotten back from either a meeting or a conversation with those folks. You were actually helping those guys with a little bit of the R&D on those bikes. Wasn't that the case? Yeah, I mean, uh, we were probably the first ones selling them. I mean, that we, we had a lot of issues, just like anything else, right? Brand new. Um, you know, we got to test them. And uh, actually, um, one of my customers, which was um, Scott, you know, Crispy Minis, you know, we'd take yeah. them out and test them. 
run them through the mill. We'd break them, crack them, uh, what parts worn out. And yeah, they'd call us for their feedback at the factory and uh, they'd make changes on them. And, uh, you know, every year we've made changes on them. So, I mean, now it's just such a solid bike and, and easy to put together. I mean, we, we used to take us probably four or five hours just to assemble it and, and get it right uh, without it falling apart. And uh, I mean, now it's just uh, pretty much anybody can put it together in probably 20, 30 minutes. Well, um, Eric, thank you for not only being a part of the show. Uh, thank you for being a great ambassador of this hobby. Uh, I hope that we can get back to a sense of normalcy. I hope everybody can enjoy a little bit of income tax relief. Uh, I hope that now with dollars needing to be stretched for so many different things because people being out of work, hopefully they'll save a few pennies to keep their mini bike hobby in check as well after they get their income uh, tax check. And those of you who are uh, local to Detroit, there's only one stop. Uh, those of you who are online uh, and your smart shoppers, uh, make sure that before you hit that send or pay button that you check out studsracing.com. Um, Eric's available. He's accessible. He's got some great experience. He's, um, he breathes, eats, sleeps, and drinks many bites. Uh, he's got a great staff there and he's been a big supporter of the show. Eric, is there anybody there that you'd like to give a shout out to before we let you, uh, enjoy a good night's rest and hopefully. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, actually right now, uh, honestly, it's on the front lines, man. I got to give a shout out to my staff. I mean, it's not easy, uh, especially being open to the public, uh, I got a, you know, we got, I got Dan, uh, Dan and Mike are right at the parts counter with me, uh, to the girls up front, to my, my techs in the back, Trevor, um, and, uh, Eric and, uh, my IT guy, Shannon, all those guys, man, it's, it's kind of tough. So hats off to them. And of course, you know, my, my great customers, uh, Sam Blackburn, uh, Eric Swingle, Brad Moisey, you know, all those guys, uh, Jim Schuster from Schuster, uh, creations, uh, we got repop Willie. I don't know if you, do you know Repop Willie? I do not know Repop Willie. All right. I'll, I'll have to send you a, a, a Repop Willie. A, he's a local guy. Everybody loves, man. So I'll have to send you a pick for him. How about my man, Myron? Myron? Yeah, Myron. Uh, you know, he texts me from time to time. Actually, Myron's a nurse. I don't know if you knew that. So. Yes, we, yes, we certainly did. He's kind of on the front lines, but um, he doesn't really ride mini bikes anymore. He's got a, he's in the scooters, which is a big scene in Detroit now. So I, I um, saw that. He, he broke the news to me. It's like, Myron, you're still the same. Maybe it don't matter. Scooters, mini bikes, it's all the same. Um, I miss him. I miss his son. What is it? Uh, B-Drum or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. Uh, how junior, about yeah. Cal Carisi? Have you seen my buddy Calman? Yeah, Calman. Uh, yeah, I forgot Calman for sure. Uh, yeah, Calman's been working hard, although I think he's probably uh, shut down now. You know, he works for um, he works for the big three, so I think they're, they're all on lockdown now. Yeah, a, a day ago oh, he was uh, at work, but I think things are changing. It was Eric Swingle's birthday, I think, the other day too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next level minis is a great guy. He's one of the better builders, if not one of the best builders in the city there. He's, he's made a name for himself. Good guy. And, uh, oh, hey, before I forget too, we do have a, a coupon code that, uh, that we still have out there that, um, we're using for, uh, a lot of, uh, Sam Blackburn's buddies. So it's a CWR 2020. CWR 2020. Yeah. All uh, caps. You all caps use that in your, uh, when you're making your order at studs. Yep. Yep, that's for, for his discount. His, that's for his brand, Cocor Racing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I had a chance to meet Sam and his family at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, and uh, you know what? It's funny. You get an interpretation or assumption about somebody online, as we sometimes do. Another one of those cool guys. Uh, Dave Romero is also one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, 
we got a good group of guys that we're hanging with, Eric, and uh, you're you're definitely at the top of that list. Uh, thank you so much. I mean that. Uh, thank you for your support. You know how much that means to us as well as we keep this thing going. You know, at a manual at a million dollars a show, it, it's tough to pay him. So all your support. Hey, I, I want to say too, uh, Jake Moe, class act, huh? Look, um, one of a kind, one of a kind, Jake Moe. I was, um, I am certain that if I stopped everything I did and I became an agent, I could not only get Jake Moe a television show, like we finally got one for Troy at Rad Rides, but you know, uh, when I was at Saudi Arabia, got to hang out with some of the guys and Chip was at my booth and he looked at that bike that Jake built, um, the Temecula Bob Micro. And I started talking a little bit about Jake Moe. And I, like, I see a Chip Foose, I see a Jake Moe. Uh, talented, nice guys, don't say shit about anybody, never in the middle of controversy. They don't strut their stuff. Uh, one of a kind. Just like you, Eric. Thanks for being a part of the show. Look forward to talking to you soon. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Joe. Have a good night, guys. Awesome. All right, folks. See, where are you going to get talent like this, right? We got Jake Moe, Hall of Famer. We got Evil Ed. We got one of the movers and shakers for one of the biggest part suppliers in our industry. Um, Emmanuel, pretty much, uh, cheers, Eric. Uh, pretty much a, um, a sound technical deal on, on this end. Uh, how about you? Yeah. E, when, uh, when do you think would be a good date for the next podcast? Uh, two weeks from now. Is there a, a number, a date you can give me? Sure. Hold on. Let me get it. To the, the 30th. No, the 7th. April 7th. April the 7th? You're still on there. <laughs> what, what day is that? Uh, that's a Tuesday. We got to do Tuesdays. Okay, we got to do Tuesdays. Here's another thing, too. I don't want to step on um, Eric from Great Goat. Eric from Great Goat doesn't necessarily do a podcast. He does a Facebook Live. And I thought he had a, a consistent day or time. Um, I don't mind moving. I just I would hate to be on the same day and time as he is, considering how good of a job he does with his deal. So I'm talking out loud here just to give you a heads up. Okay. Uh, maybe – Maybe we can find out what Eric's dates are, and then we can also get him on the show again too. Hey, I want to I want to announce a couple winners uh, for tonight. First of all, that was pretty cool. Um, the winner of the Coleman front end kit from Studs Performing is Dave Darnell from Arizona. Congratulations, Dave Darnell! You won the Coleman front end kit from Studs Performance. Um, the winner of the um, Pioneer receiver. Um, Brian Roca, Brian Roca, congratulations. You won the uh, Brian Roca, the Pioneer head unit. I think I've got it here. Uh, congratulations, Brian. It's the MVH S310BT. It's got um, Bluetooth, iPhone, Android capability. Um, it's got a remote. It's from Pioneer. Congratulations, Brian, to you on that. Dave Darnell, congratulations on the Coleman Forks. And the winner of the Juggernaut driver uh, from Go Power Sports goes to Irving Payan. Irving Payan, the Green Hornet. Congratulations, Green Hornet. You want a Juggernaut? Um, for those of you who entered, um, 
and didn't win, send me a note. I'll send me a decal or something. What can I tell you? Um, I want to give a final shout out. E, thank you. Uh, good to be back in the saddle, so to speak. Uh, Linda, boom, boom. Thanks for all the support. Some final shout outs to, um, let's see here who I missed. Uh, Jack Malley, uh, Walter Restrepo, Bill Brousseau, Mitch Drum, um, Cousin Eddie, Linda and Joe from Arizona, Nicole and Dave, uh, Marv, my buddy Clarence Barnes, Corona Virus Irving, Jerome and Mikey, uh, Scott and Ford, Timberlake, Team Munda, take care of everybody over that house, E. Justin Bett, Glenn DeBilgic, uh, Richard White, Robert David, uh, my main man, the guy who didn't get no goodie bag or speakers at JNBR, Fredo. Um, our next podcast date, April the 7th, tentatively Tuesday night, same time, same bat channel. I just received word, this, this is from the horse's mouth, Taco Mini Bikes. Yes, that's right, folks. Taco Mini Bikes has just announced a new model that um, they will be formally introducing, but you heard it here first um, on the gossip line. For more information, you can check out tacominibikes.com. Tell them that Joe's Mini Bike Reunion sent you. I want to thank our sponsors, Pioneer Electronics, our friends from gopowersports.com and Studs Racing. It is season five, episode one. It's a wrap. It's in the can. Be safe out there, everybody. Um, if you need to talk to somebody, reach out. If um, you're struggling, reach out. If you see anybody disrespecting senior citizens, okay, if you're out shopping and somebody's snatching a toilet paper roll from them or pushing them to get a fucking roll of paper towels, don't let anybody disrespect old people. Slap the shit out of them. I'll bail you out of jail. I'll pay your, I'll pay your lawyer's fees. Um, be nice to everybody. See you next time. Show.